powered by Illusiones Cigars, this is the Disillusione D program, the official Illusiones Cigars podcast for December 15, 2019. I am Cap Media. With me is Dion Giolito, as usual, the co-host, actually. And Dion, we're geared up. Yeah, yeah, we are. We thought we'd take it to like the next level, albeit a very minor level, you know. So I went out and I bought like a, a <laughs> mic, and I don't even know if it sounds good or if it's going to sound good at the end of the but at the end of the uh, the show. But you know, we're, we're it's all about baby steps, right? It's it's growing organically. It's about growing organically, not going out and uh, buying a big farm, planting right. a bunch of corn and expecting somebody just to come along and buy it. I guess. That was was an analogy that I have to remove myself from, because Jews, we don't toil in the soil. Uh, Right. Right. Look at it this way. I think we're selling our our corn, our corn stocks, one at a time. One corn stock at a time, right? It's baby stocks. A kernel. A kernel at a time. Well, I don't know. No, I don't have enough time. (laughs) Well, basically what I did is I'm I'm $20 in now, Dion. I don't want to put pressure on you. I don't want to change the way you look at this as an organic uh, developing thing. But I dropped 20 bucks on this. I'm talking into a microphone. I'm wearing a a headset. I can't hear myself. Uh, It's a little weird. I kind of that's the worst myself. part of it. You know, that's the worst part of it. You go to an interview and it's like, okay, we need to, we need to, we need to run it through your shirt. We need to clip this mic to you. Oh, and then by the way, we're going to put on these headphones to where you can't hear anything. Right. Uh, it's just terrible. It's terrible. So there's got to be a better way to do it. And we're going to figure it out. It, we are going to figure it out, and this is this is proof positive that we are taking strides towards figuring out whatever it is that we're going to figure out. Because I'm not sure what actually we're trying to solve, but I, I'm I'm talking into a mic. It's okay. It's okay. Every once in a while, there's like a whoosh. I'm trying not to move too much. I basically feel like I might need to be strapped in place. But uh, I'm gonna. I, I fidget a lot. It made me realize I fidget a lot when I do well, these podcasts. Well, maybe. Yeah, so do this. Go to, go to the, uh, what do you call it? The Goodwills, the, the, the uh, antique the stores, thrift stores, and just go get like an electric chair and strap yourself in. I don't, I don't know if Oregon has the death, but they probably are having a fire sale on those electric chairs. A fire sale on stores. Yeah, right. Interesting. Right. The, the, there's a certain so, phraseology at play. You can there. go I'm get that alliteration. Yeah. Uh, strap strap so, yourself in. It would be you know that would be the optional thing. So if you start moving, the electricity just goes up on you a little bit more, a, a little zap each time you move. Zets, if you will, like like the old. Wasn't there a back in the day old horror film that they rigged the movie seats with like a little zap? Yeah, 
I, I want to say that's a thing. I can't remember the name of it or whatever. I listen to a lot of stuff, and I pay attention to none of it. But I, th- I, I get where you're going, and I'm going to have to say no. But it's not a hard no. It, it's not a nope. It, it, it could actually happen. But it, so, so, Dion, this is, I, I want to get into the show. Uh, I want to talk about something. You're, you're kind of my go-to guy, not peeling back the layers of the onion that is this partnership that we have co-hosting this podcast. But I like to run stuff past you. And uh, so I'm at the store, and I'm getting these headphones. And I also picked up a pack of, again, a pack of T-shirts, because every couple of years I need new, you know, new T-shirts. I like to treat myself. And the long and short of it is, Dion, black T-shirts or white T-shirts, where do you fall? Okay, right. So I have a rule. I have a rule when it comes to T-shirts. White T-shirts, yeah. White T-shirts I consider to be underwear, right? So if you're wearing a white T-shirt, it's usually under like a button shirt or it's like a layer where, you know, maybe the collar is just peeking above the sweater or another mm. shirt or whatever it is, you, you know, the white T-shirt. Okay. For me, wearing white T-shirts in pajamas, I, I just can't do it. So black t if, if you want to wear a T-shirt in public around, mm. you know, you want to go have a, a, a beer with the guys, whatever, go hang out at, uh, go hang out at, the, at the mall, mm. sit on the bench. Yeah, you better be wearing a black T-shirt. Because you know the white T-shirt, it just screams, it just screams bum. You know, and I don't care if it has, I don't care if it has like a a logo on it or something. It's just like white T-shirts attract bad things. They attract stains. I'm constantly dropping food on myself. I can eat right over the plate, and something will bounce off the plate, hit the bottom of my chin, and roll right down my shirt. And I'll have this. I'll have this stain on a white shirt. So I don't wear white t-shirts. Maybe that's that's what it is. I'm kind of gun shy now with white yeah, t-shirts. Yeah. Maybe it's from drink, you know yeah, the years yeah. of drinking Guinness, you know, yeah, sitting around and, and no really, job drinking Guinness at, at my brother's bar. Because I, I I I kid you not, I probably have about 50 white t-shirts and maybe about 20 black t-shirts because I like to change a lot. It looks like I'm wearing yeah. the same shirt all the time, but I like to I like to stay fresh as the kids say. And um, every one of my white T-shirts, if it's not yellowed with age, which is another issue, that's a bad Or problem. mustard. Or, or egg yolk. Or uh, coffee. Co- right. I'm constantly drinking coffee. And it's, it's a problem. But it's the other distinction, Dion, is there's nothing worse in the entire world, and I'm not overstating this, than a white pocket T-shirt. Because what the yeah. fuck are you doing? What are you trying to do? What are you presenting? It's an undershirt. I'm with you on that. I don't have any qualms really about wearing an undershirt outside. But to put a pocket on it, are you putting lipstick on a pig? Are you, are you shining shit? Why, what's with the pocket? But a pocket yeah. on a black T-shirt, that's formal wear. Yeah, I can, it's, it's I can different. Wear that anywhere. It's, completely different yeah the the the, the pockets on the t-shirts are i mean we could debate that for months right (laughs) but uh, yeah on a white t-shirt i i i don't know um i just i'm 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 
I'm anti-white T-shirt uh, when it comes to when it comes to wearing in public. I don't I don't know if I made my point clear enough, but uh, I, I still I, I'm still angry. Hard. I'm still angry today because normally with all all the merch, it, it, everything kind of passes through me mm. uh, to to approve yes or no, and one of the guys. It brought up this idea. It's like, hey, how about we get a white T-shirt with the Illusioni logo? I'm like, no, flat out. <laughs> so six months go by, and you know, I I know that a new a new batch of T-shirts went in. So I'm over there to get some, whatever. Had to get a couple other things, and I see a box of white T-shirts with the Illusioni logo, and I am steaming. So, so I walk in, and I'm like. Who ordered the white T-shirts? Well, we had a request was the, uh, was the answer. And I'm like, you had a request? You had a request for, for merchandise that essentially we give away for free or we wear ourselves, you know. But you have to request it. And number one and number two, it's fine. Okay, if they're paying for them, they better be paying for all of them because there's a, there's a, 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 a crap load of white T-shirts in that box. For them. If you had a request, where are they going? Are they shipping today? Where are they going? Let's see the. Uh, I, I I couldn't believe it. I'm like, a white T-shirt. I, I said no white T-shirts, and somebody decided to get white T-shirts. So I'm letting it go until today again. I just picked the scab. And yeah. that's a I tough one. That's a, it is because a tough it, one. It, and, and I have my own merch for Capitalist Media. Lots of people don't know about it because, you know, nobody purchases anything. But uh, I do have white, but that's because my kind of branding, my whole site is black on white. It's right. grayscale. It's black print on a white background. So I did that. But I have to say, by and large, perhaps my own merch included, it looks like shit to put anything on a white tee. It, 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 looks, it, it looks retarded. It looks like you're not trying. It looks just, it, it looks thrown together. You might as well have taken a black magic marker, Dion, and scrawled. Yeah. It looks like you went it. down to, it looks like you went down to print guys or Kinko's and you said, hey, can you make me like 10 t-shirts, white t-shirts? Right, right. It's not, it, it's not a profession. I'm sorry. I'm so now I'm upset because that's yeah. a because if you reverse it, if you put white print on black on a T-shirt, that's 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 prime. Yeah. Well, that's, let me tell you something too. Oh. If you're a big kid, hmm. all right. So if you're like a big kid, and I'm talking, let's just say the shirt is maybe you know three X husky, big kid. Okay, white Large T-shirts. Bones. Large bones. Yes. Yeah. White t shirts show everything that's going on, right? Now Oof. I'm a fairly I'm a fairly thin person, but it's like, you know, come on. I'm 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 not, I'm not like like a the, the 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 pillar of health. I'm not I don't have an Adonis physique, right? So it's like okay. You know, you put on the white t shirt, you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh my god, okay, fine. You take it off, you put on the black t shirt. Black hides everything, right? Oh, it's wonderful. It, it slims. It, 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 it hides the imperfections for mm. the most part. So that's what I learned a long time ago, especially if you're a big kid. So all you big kids out there, 
don't wear white T-shirts without anything over them. If there's an X in front of the row of letters that further denote what size you're wearing, I would say go black. And, and, and I'll say something else. There has something to do here with complexion because some people just look great in black. And I'm mentioning this because if I put on a black T-shirt, my special lady friend, Dion, not my special lady friend, Dion, my special lady friend, comma, Dion, she goes crazy. I look good in a black T-shirt. So there, there's, hmm. there's, there's colors at play here. And um, I, I don't know there why are. I bring that up. But it's important. Well, I think it's I think it's a combination of of, I I think it's a combination of the yellow tint to the skin, the dark circles. Yeah, Yeah. dark circles under the eyes. I think it all plays together, and I think it I I think it ties everything together. Mm. Now you kind of got like now you kind of got like that brooding artist look. Oh, yeah. The actor that didn't quite you know, get along in life, but yet here right. he is. Because he's Maybe a bad like boy a, and he didn't play along. Yeah. He set his own yeah. rules and like that's why Vincent, he's living with his mom. Exactly. Like Vincent and Gallo or uh, mm. or Steve Buscemi, although he's a very good actor and he's he's made he's oh, both he's made a go of it and it's done well. Yeah. Right. But you put the black T shirt on that guy and there and you're like, oh this guy's serious. He's, he's got something going on there. He just, he just needs to be, he just needs to there's, be discovered. He needs to be noticed. There's a depth. There's untold depth in that black t-shirt or right. that fellow wearing it. And I'll say one thing in favor of the white t-shirt, which I find I'm, I'm pretty much mostly in step with what you're saying, but there's something to be said for pulling off the perfectly haggard look with a white t-shirt. Yeah. Well, There's let me tell you. going to be said for that. Like okay, so you know who does day. that brilliantly? You know who does mm. that brilliantly? Who, who can me? pull that off with a white t-shirt? Me? Is John... Not, well, yeah, you, of course, okay. Uh, okay. But uh, John Huber. John Huber. He can pull that off. He can pull off that yes. white t-shirt with that, with that deep drop of a v-neck. Oh, I mean, he's, gosh, yeah. If anybody, if anybody can wear a white T-shirt in that regard, he's really the only one I can think of off the top of my head in the fella. world. A thin yeah. fella. And V-neck, he, I mean, you're opening up a can of worms with the V-neck. I don't even know if we need to go there because a, a V-neck, I, I'm, I'm pro V-neck, but it's got to be the proper place and time. You just can't show up anywhere wearing a V-neck black or white a, a v-neck is very it's it's dangerous a v-neck it's very very you have to it use is. it very carefully very you have carefully. to be a v-neck guy too uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not a v-neck guy hmm. i just yeah I, I i'm not i'm not a v-neck guy i i can't there needs there needs to be a certain amount of schlep that I don't equate with you, and I'm, I'm with you that you're not a V-neck guy, but I think I'm a V-neck guy, but I have to be a V-neck guy sitting at the end of the bar after a rough day. Yeah, but you, you know, John, John Huber doesn't have schlep, but he, he's got something else, and it's not schlep. It's just kind of like, is it hats? I, don't, I, I don't know what the proper adjective is. Is it hats? 
because he pairs it with a hat. And a hat no. up. I Yeah, I would agree, but he's got like this great mane of hair. You know, he's got like this, these, these locks, mm. you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it just kind of fits into that whole look. It, 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 might, be, uh, it might be a Mediterranean look. Swarthy. You know? Swarthy. It's just swarthy. Look there that you allows yeah. you to unbutton like a Caldwell-esque right. amount right. of buttons on your, on your dress shirt. You have right. to be at least he, a you know, three yeah, button he can, guy. He, he, he can pull it off. I think he's been wearing the V-neck so long that he, he pulls it off. It's just like that's part of his gig. Um, right. And it's a certain but, amount of like, it's a certain amount of I don't give a fuck that people yeah. just find enchanting. Yeah. I must say. Uh, personally, I get feedback from people almost every day saying, my word, you just don't like, look like you give a crap. It's enchanting. I got that just today, I think twice. That really? So they follow that whole sentence with, you just don't look like you care or give a F? And then they put the word enchanting on the end of it? And they say really? enchanting, which is bizarre because it's not a word you hear in common parlance. But it's used to describe me quite, quite often. It, it's, That's it's creepy. It's strange. It's almost strange. It might have something no, it's to creepy. do... It's not strange, it's creepy. Uh, well, it might have something to do where uh, I like to go around casting spells. Hmm openly so maybe that has something to do with it i always carry a certain amount of omens and talismans on myself on my person i i, I don't know it, it's the gypsy side of me but it, it, enchanting is definitely a thing that i've heard i want to say like i said twice today i believe i heard it three times yesterday the day before i heard it only once but i didn't go out very much it must and be I a think, an oregon I think I thing. actually looking back i think i said it to myself of hmm. myself but it, we're we're getting a little deep with the with the stuff. I think we if people listening at home. The takeaway is, if in doubt, wear a black T-shirt. Right, and I think that's that's necessary and sufficient information. And Dion, ask me what I'm smoking. I don't know. What are you smoking? Funny you should ask. I'm smoking the original document of yours, the original documents, the necessary and sufficient, the Churchill mm-hmm. 888. Yeah, the 888. It's, it's, it's one of our lovely. favorites. It's day lovely. in, day out, it's one of our favorite cigars. But we, we are, yeah, it is a good cigar. So let's, let's get the other cigar business out of the way and then oh, stop oh, talking oh, about cigars. Promise. Yeah, because, it's, because cigars to at least what we do, right? Cigars are kind of like the coaster under the glass. It's mm. important, but it's, it, it kind of goes along, right? It, it's, it's, it kind of goes along with, with what we're doing because everybody out there talks about cigars, and Lord knows you don't need another radio show that talks right. about cigars because then it's like, click. Yes. I'll, 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 I'll watch the baseball game or whatever. Ugh, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. It, it's the subcontext of what we're doing. Right. It might not even be the In addition to It might be the bar underneath the right. coaster, underneath the glass. But, yeah, yeah, you got some, some cigar tidbits you wanted to share? Yeah, so, the, yeah, the other bit of business 
old business that we could talk about is we are making, we've been talking about it for a while. It's in production, the Kaplowitz Candela. It is a 5 and 5 eighths by 46 Corona Gorda. Mm. And we should hopefully see it sometime uh, in the next quarter, the first quarter of 2020. Wow. And yeah. we, we have, we've, we've been slightly remiss about discussing it to the point where a couple of people have been like, hey, is this still a thing? Was it ever a thing? Because it's met with a bunch of disbelief for whatever no, reason. No, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. It's still a thing. It's always been a thing, and it will be a thing that you can smoke yep. as a thing. Uh, first quarter coming up here, January, February, first quarter. Yeah, hopefully somewhere in there. Everybody comes back from holidays, vacation, either first or second week of January. And so I'm thinking at least mid to late first quarter, we should probably see something coming in. And I'm, I'm we'll figure you, out... You know, my birthday is February 25. That's, that would yeah. be an interesting... Wow. Uh, not a, it's not coming out on the 25th, but it would be an excellent birthday gift of sorts. Hmm. And right. there'll be ways that you could purchase it, of course. We'll make that all well known. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, it'll be a, a very unexpected early birthday gift or an expected post-birthday gift. Either way, it'll, it'll be a it'll good work. Time. It'll work either way. And uh, wow. So yeah, the Kaplowitz Media Candela, the Kaplowitz Candela, which, uh, wow, I, I don't even know what to say. It's still, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I've smoked some samples of them, and I believe I've said that publicly prior. And it's excellent, if I say so myself. Of so, course it's excellent. I make them. Exactly. Everything I make is excellent. You know? Exactly. We have to. Not everybody can say that. Well, everybody can say it, but very few people should. I mean, right. you won't believe what some people say. You, you just oh, wouldn't believe. believe me, I know. Believe uh, for me. Instance, for instance, not long ago, I myself posited that people often refer to me as enchanting. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say, and that's proof positive of it. But no, it, it's going to be fantastic. We'll talk about it more. We're building up some steam with it. It will be a thing. It is a thing. And I'm very, very honored and excited and also tired of talking about cigars. Yeah. Because what, what's, what's happening here is, Dion, you and I have somewhat begun transcending mere cigar talk which is some feedback we're getting numerically, statistically, and just anecdotally. People are listening to us do whatever it is that we do, which is predominantly nothing, outside of the cigar world. And that's, that's incredible and really kind of strange. It is. So the, here's, the, here's the other problem, too. Um, originally, it was a show about kind of about cigars, Illusione, all about Illusione, things of that nature. And then, look, mm. don't get me wrong. I love talking about tobacco. I love talking about cigars relative to what I do. It's, 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 it's my passion. It's, I hate using that word, but it is. It is a passion. Is. I mean, I, I and that's, the first and, thing and I think that, about. That's important to say. I don't mean to poo-poo cigar talk writ yeah. large. Just uh, I love it. I do what I do because I love it. 
And same as you, there's a, and I hate that word too, but there is a passion. So I don't want anybody to think, I don't want to alienate any quote unquote cigar guys or girls thinking that I'm crapping all over their parade. I just like to offer a little something different in this vehicle. But, but the caveat outside of that whole thing, it's like, what do we talk about? You know, uh, by and large, I'm not a big sports watcher. I stopped watching football and baseball and basketball years ago after I just stopped gambling on it, you know, because, you know, we live here in Reno, Nevada. Now now that we have the, I don't even, oh, the Vegas Knights. So we got the hockey team. Mm. Uh, the Raiders are coming to Las Vegas. Uh, they're trying to be, bring a basketball team. So. Yeah. It's like okay, so now now we're becoming this it, this in, in its infancy a, a a sports state for all for lack of better words. But again, you know, yeah. I don't I don't watch sports because uh, I just I, I it took up so much time, and you know, I would I would always lose. You, you bet a three way card, a three way parlay. I mean, to hit all three of those teams, it's it's freaking hard. Uh, so. And I would spend hours. I would spend hours watching it, flip to this game, flip to that game, or I would be at a sports book at a casino. And it's just like, man, you just, you just fiddle the entire day away. Yeah, you have a good time. You watch it. You know, it's, you, you cheer, you boo, and you might win something. It, but by and large, it just, it just ate up time, right? It just time gone brain space. And usually, usually followed by a three day hangover. And so when I stopped betting on cigars, I had all this time on. I was doing other things. And I, I just I, – I didn't watch sports anymore because my favorite team was the team that, 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 that covered, right? The, the team that covered right. the spread. I, I don't have a favorite team. That's funny. You know, so regionally – regionally, Yeah. Well, you live, you live in a big uh, – you live in a big sports state. Ugh. But if I bet college or or pro or whatever it was, I mean, you'd see a lot of people around here walking around with 49ers gear because we're we're pretty near the bay. We're about three and a half hours from the bay, so right. that was kind of like the adopted local team or the A's playing, you know, baseball or or the Padres, whatever it is. Huh. And I just okay. I, I could care less. Again, people get in these discussions. They're like with in great detail. And oh, arguments, yes. and yes. I know it's a it's it's a hot button. It's a it's 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 a passionate thing for them. I mean, some some people, for some people, sports is you know their life. I mean, that's what it is, and I can see that. I'm not trying to degrade it or poo poo it or uh, do, say anything. But from uh, come, growing up in a gambling city, a gambling town, nobody cared. Nobody cared. We just want we just wanted uh, we you'd go in. Okay, it's uh, six points. I'm going to buy the hook. And hopefully now I got six and a half points, and they cover uh, they cover the spread. That's it. I sit down. Right. I don't get mad because my favorite player on my favorite team decided to shoot a bone out of his knee or whatever it was because he got tackled wrong, and I'm angry and I'm and I'm bent out of shape and and maybe crying later on, depending on how much alcohol mm-hmm. I have in my system because now the season is screwed for my team because their star player. Uh, broke his leg in, in, in 27 different places. Right. Right. Well, I'm just my, like, my, gee, oh, I'm like, okay, uh, I'll, <laughs> I will just 
adjust my betting. Right. My, I'll, my, I'll my just sports what watching, my sports watching was never on par with like the rest of the guys. It, you know, I'm like I'm always, I was always not as plugged in. I did watch sports a lot. I was big in baseball. When I played baseball, I would watch baseball. And then when I stopped playing baseball, I really just moved away from it. I didn't want to watch it. It didn't have the entertainment value of when I was playing it. Whatever disconnect happened. And then as you grow older, you realize you're rooting on these like kids playing yeah. a game. And it starts feeling a little weird, for me anyway. Once I got like I think like four, once I got into my mid thirties, I started like well, it's not a lot of mid thirty year old guys running around that field anymore. I'm starting to feel my age a little bit. These are like ten years younger people than me, you know, playing a game that I used to play, and it's a different game, and it's weird, and it, uh, there was a disconnect. And then I got more into the gambling aspect of it, and I watched it like uh, more like how like a like a stock trader would watch the market more than how, right. like, I, I really didn't care if somebody pulled off a great double play. I, I, right, right. The, the money line, if it yeah, same the here. money line, that's fantastic or not. But to, to really, like, the beauty of the game was kind of lost. At a certain point when I was gambling, I wouldn't even watch the game. I would just, right. I, I would look right. up the score. So right. I don't think that's a sports fan. That's, that's a degenerate gambler. Right, and that's that's kind of where I was. That that's kind of where I was. You know, sitting in the sports books, I'd have my, I'd have my cigar, and I'd either be, you know, I'd be drinking my uh, scotch and sodas, whatever, and then a couple of buddies would show up, and we'd be watching the game. And okay, well, I need this, I need this to hit my, to hit my ticket. They got to cover, they got to, you know, they got to cover the under, whatever it is. Right. And you know, they're not going to make it. It's like okay, let's let's uh, let's go do something. Let's go do something else, or let's 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 go to the bar. Let's sit at the bar instead of, you know, in the big giant room. Right, and and, and parody killed my love of gambling on the NFL, because if mm. you tell me that you want me to put my money on who's going to win in the same breath as you're telling me anybody could win any given day, that's not really wetting my interest. So I started gambling on baseball and horses. That was fun. I'm third generation horse gambler. But man, is, those handicappers—they, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. The uh, what I was going to say is those handicappers, man, they got it down. They got it down to the point, the half a point. They got it right to the yeah. end, and it just amazes me. It's beautiful. But it's, it's statistics, and you get the right program, and pretty much math doesn't lie. Yeah, and, and thankfully, something that helped me move away from that, but further into gambling, is when I moved out to Oregon, and they have card rooms. And I was amazed, moving from the East Coast where there wasn't a card room, I could go down the block and drop a nice wad of cash on a few hands of poker. That's a beautiful right. thing. Right. Not really. Could be yeah. bad. I'm not saying I used I to do that a lot too. That was I could. You yeah, know. that was the second. That was the second part of my uh, my gambling thing was you know I'd hang out in poker rooms a lot. and this was years and years ago. I, I haven't played poker probably in about ten years. Right. But when I was kind of like down and out, and I was between jobs or whatever. It would be a way to a pass the time and b. 
you could make money at it. And it, I, so I'd go in with my bankroll, whatever it was, if it was 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 300, whatever it was, sit down at the table. And as soon as I doubled my money, it could take 10 minutes, it could take six hours. But as soon as I doubled my money, put it in the suitcase and walked out. And let me tell you, man, these guys, okay, so we used to play with these leather asses all the time at the Cal Neva. And I mean, they would just give you nothing. Just rocks sitting there all day long. And I don't even know why I played there. But it was a really, it was a really good room. It was a really good room to play in because they had low limit and I really couldn't afford you know, to go. Right, to go. So they had, they had structured, you know, one to five uh, hold'em, and then they had, um, they had some, some other games. They had an Omaha game, which, which would snap you in half. They had a high-low. They had a high-low right. split, which is just death. That's avoided. Um, that, that's to be avoided. Yeah, so I would either drive that seven-card stud, mostly hold'em, and the, the greatest thing is I'd go in and I'd sit down. I remember me and my buddy, uh, my buddy Blake that works for me right now. Blake was just on a tear, and these two drunk guys down at the end of the table. I mean, just, just mean, not a nice bone in their body. We were playing with this uh, dealer. His name was Charlie, super, super cool guy. And, you know, Charlie's kind of given us the, he's like, watch these guys down here. They're real wild, you know, uh, and they're just, they're, they're, they're just cantankerous. So we're playing and I'm kind of doing okay. And these guys got all these chips in front of them. Blake just sits down and just goes on a terror, goes on a run. And Blake's got the skyscraper in front of him and okay. It was like about 15, 20 minutes later, we're all done. And they're just, they're just so angry. And, the guy looks over at Blake and he goes, "You know, you, you, you're you're just lucky." He's like, "You're just you don't play poker. You're just lucky." And so oh. Blake looks right at him, doesn't even skip a beat, and says, "Well, I hope I'm lucky enough to play with you next time I'm here." Got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's the, that's one thing I I wasn't going to say, but I'll say it. These card rooms, the poker rooms out here, there is a lot of uh, what I would consider dumb money. That's yeah. just sitting there, just waiting to go into another pocket. And I'm not well, saying that's great. I'm a great player, but those I'm are the best play. Those are the best rooms. Yes, and I have a good one. But um, no, it, it, there's a lot of guys there, and I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm not saying they're whatever. But they're there to kind of just spend money. They're not looking at it as a situation where they could potentially make money. Is the feeling right. I get. And right. if they're going to donate to somebody, I'm just like, Blake, I'm, I'm happy to be here for you. And I hope you're here next time, too. But I, I did want to tell you a piece of business that I wanted to mention at the top of the show. And this is actually a show is um, you're hearing this, this uh, Disillusione D program podcast for the second time in December. As you're listening now, you at home, you gentle persons, and thank you for listening, parts of this society. But we've not only jumped up in terms of hardware, in terms of equipment, but we've also listened to some feedback we've gotten that people have wanted more of whatever this is. They've wanted more nothing for quite some time. Hard to believe. It's, it's difficult. It's, 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 uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm ever going to be able to grok it. 
in its entirety. But uh, the schedule is, it looks, uh, well, it doesn't look. It looks like the, it, it doesn't look, it looks. It, uh, the schedule for this podcast is going to be the first and third uh, Mondays of each month. So that's twice a month. And then there is the vodcast that's going to happen the final Monday of each month. And I wanted to touch on that pretty heavily because when we first decided to do a vodcast, we said we were going to do it on Facebook Live. And literally days after Facebook Live decided not to support uh, having guests on a live stream, in other words, you couldn't do the split thing anymore without having a third party involved. So what Dion and I have decided to do was, is we are going to record them and upload them, them being the vodcast, the video podcast, and it will be ready to view, not live, but each final Monday of each month. So again, you're going to have a podcast the first and third Mondays, and you're going to have a vodcast on the final Monday of each month. Is, is, is that clear? I know it's clear to you, Dion, but do you think that that's a it's a clear schedule? Correct. All right. So two two podcasts, first and third week, and then the last week of any month will be a vodcast. Correct. Correct. Thank you for actively listening. It's important to me that I'm heard and validated. And that's why we make such a good team. And it started off, I was the host, you were the, co you were the guest, so to speak. It was the Illusione official podcast. But you moved up, and I moved down. We've met somewhere in like, this horrible middle where we're co-hosting this show. And we're no different at this point than, like, I don't know, like Martin and Lewis. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, that's a pretty good analogy. Uh, Abbott and Costello? No, nah, I like the Martin and Lewis thing, except... Batman and Robin? Yeah, except, I don't know. It was the, okay, so Martin and Lewis in name, but I think you're a little more depressing than Lewis was in his, in his heyday. I'm far less zany, and the right. French don't like me. I, I have it on good authority that I'm not big in France. Um, but is Sonny and Cher? Um, I'm yeah, Sonny and Cher. Yeah, Sonny Jack and, and Diane. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> ditty about them. And uh, Bert and Ernie keeps popping up in my head. I don't know if I've said it already, but Bert and Ernie, there's something there. But Bert and Ernie is pretty good. I was thinking about this, though. In, in this context, I was thinking about famous duos. And let me float this out there to you, Dion. Mo and Larry. And I know they're the Three Stooges. It's been Mo, Larry, Curly. It's been Mo, Larry, Shemp. Well, there's yeah, Shemp four. And Curly really and Shemp again, and then and right. then we don't talk about the other ones. There's a couple on the other on the outskirts of that. Uh, but uh, but Mo and Larry, if you watch one of those old Columbia shorts, it doesn't matter who's there. Shemp, I mean, Shemp is a different feel than... Uh, yeah, Curly. oh, totally, 
totally, totally. It, it, it's more verbal. It's less visual. It's less slapstick. It's more coolly delivered lines. He's a he's a more of an actor because he did have a, he's right. only stooge to have a solo career. But at the heart of it, Mo and Larry were always there, way back to the Ted Healy days. And yeah, but they I were still really well well put together, and we are completely the opposite. That's I mean, they probably rehearsed those things. They probably rehearsed those those bits and the slapstick ad nauseum until they just learned. They knew what one guy was going to do, they would do the other. For every action that this guy did, there was this reaction, and then they can then they can go. But they were very well. They were they were polished. They were put together. A machine. Uh, they were, they a, were machine. a machine, and yeah, we're, we're not. We're kind of like we're kind of like a greasy McDonald's bag. We're not. That, I'm hungry, and and it's we're, funny we're, because my microphone is by my belly, and I'm hungry, and my stomach just growled. But uh, so sorry about that. But so let me let me elaborate. We're the it. we're the greasy we're the greasy McDonald's bag with the tomato taken off. Of I was going to say sandwich. we're just the bag. There's there's no food and it's in, in the bag. bag. Is yeah. it in the bag? I'm thinking the food is out of the bag. I'm yeah. thinking the food has been eaten and digested in this bag that we're uh, right. elaborating on. And all that's left is one car. It, right. And all that's left is just one sad slice of tomato. Because nobody wants tomato. No. No. Nobody. nobody wants to. Look, I love tomatoes, right? I love tomatoes. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, tomato sauce, pasta. Roma tomatoes, salsa, everything. So this is, this is the thing, right? Okay, I eat tomatoes all the time in various forms. Ketchup. Mm. Like I said, oh. salsa. Some, it just, there, there's a variety of tomato products out there, right? But if I get a hamburger and I take the tomato off the hamburger, the first thing somebody asks me is, why don't you like tomatoes? It's like, <laughs> And I get that all the time. I'm like, no, I love tomatoes. I just don't like tomatoes on hamburgers, especially these pink, slimy, whatever tomatoes Raw. that you get on there. Because when you, when, you take, when you take a bite of the hamburger, right, that tomato just adds this lubrication to the whole scene to where you take a bite and everything just goes out the back end or it just gets mus- messy. It, gets, it, it leaks all over because of the tomato. It has way too much water content. A tomato really shouldn't even be on a hamburger, in my opinion. No. So I take the tomato off just to hold the structural integrity of the burger together, right? And then when I take yes. it off, I'm like, oh, it's a good thing I take it off. That is one sad-looking tomato. It's, 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 it's not red and, and slimy. Mm. Uh, the seeds look unusually large in them. So I just, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I, I set it aside. That, okay, so. But that same person that's seen me eat you know, the the ragu, the 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 salt, the the whatever it is with the the hundred ways you can eat tomatoes. It's always it's always when I take the tomato slice off. It's like, why don't you like tomatoes? Yeah. It's like, why yeah. why are you so assuming? I'm I'm thinking there's something to be said for that too, beyond just the tomato, which of course we agree and is universally agreed on. It's the saddest thing in the world: the tomato left on a plate, the little slice with the really the big seeds. I never thought about that, and it's never red; it's greenish, and it's it's got yeah. like the, the sperm quality in the middle of it. It's it's grotesque, and it usually yeah. has like some mayo on it, and it, it just it looks like it it just looks like it's been used and abused. But they're Chicago, always underripe. Chicago. They're never they're not even. 
ripe enough to put on a burger. Okay, so now like I've had burgers with like a real nice like like slice aroma tomato on there, delicious. I've had it on there with uh, you know what are those like rehydrated like a sun dried tomato thing or whatever on little sliders. That's oh, killer. Like the roasted, yeah, the sun, yeah, the roasted yeah, yeah, tomato, yeah, yeah, yeah. killer, yeah. right? Mm. But the 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 everyday slice of fast food tomato should be stricken, stricken, banned from the entire fast food culture. I would say lettuce. I I don't like lettuce on a hamburger. The whole deluxe, the old school deluxe with the let with the lettuce and the tomato and the onion. Oh, the see, onion I love stays. those. The onion I love those. Stays. I, I thought it's it worked. It's got to be done right. It's got to be done right. right. And it never so let me, let me tell seldom you. is. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a little story with this, okay? So there was this guy years ago. He was in this little sports book uh, downtown. And his name was Bert. He came from the East Coast. And he had this little Bert's Deli. Killer, <laughs> killer. The, the best deli. One of the best delis I've ever been to. Everything was made by hand. Um. You know, like his macaroni salad, his potato salad, and it's just you know he made these he made these killer uh, uh, either beef knish or potato knish made daily. I mean, oh, and they were they were huge. They were just they were delicious. So he's like, "Hey, Dion," I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "You ever try one of my burgers?" I'm like, "No," you know. I quite frankly, I just I, I come to a deli. You know, I either get the half, I get the fifty fifty, or you know, I get the uh, the. He makes this one thing. He called it. Uh, he called it uh, Jewish soul food. He's like, you ever have any Jewish soul food? I'm, 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 oh. I'm going a little bit left here, but he's like, he's like, yeah, it's chicken livers. It's uh, the chicken liver, uh, chicken livers, and uh, what do you call it? Egg salad. Yes. On the sandwich. So that yes. was like one of my. That's one of my all-time oh my favorite things. So that's re- really where I got into like you know deli culture, mm-hmm. uh, because I talked to this guy and he knew everything. So back to the burger. He's like, you know, Dion, he's like, people don't make burgers the right way. He's like, I come, I, I, I come to the West Coast, and he's like, nobody knows how to make a burger. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? This guy makes a big, good burger. He's like, well, yeah, they do, but it's, it's not the proper way. He's like, in order for a burger to eat right, you have to build it the right way. And this kind of stuck with me, oh. right? Because the, I, I really kind of take this, I really kind of take this into uh, my blending of cigars things have to be put together in a certain way if you put one thing on top of the other it doesn't work but if you switch it then it's different so that being said he's like most people put the lettuce on the top of the burger he's like that is a that is a a mistake you don't do that he's like what you do he's like this is how you build a burger you butter two buns you butter two both sides of the buns you put them on the grill Mm -hmm. then when you're building your burger, you take it out, you got that nice toasty little buttery bun. On the bottom, you know, you don't put anything. You just put you put shredded lettuce. It has to be shredded lettuce. It can't shredded. be leaf lettuce, it can't be everything. It has to be shredded. Interesting. Okay. That goes on the bottom part of the bun. Now on the top of that, you squirt the mustard on top of it so it gets into the lettuce. On top of that, you put your pickle slices on that. Now comes, oh. now comes the burger. The burger goes on top of that. But before you put the burger on that, what you do is you melt, you know, you, you, you put the burger and you cover it, you melt it down. But while, it, while the cheese is melting, you sprinkle some white onions on the top of that cheese. And you let those white onions 
chopped white onions. You let those white onions melt into the cheese. Then you take that burger off, off the, off the flat top that have the cheese and the onions melted into it. You put that on top of cool. the, uh, of the lettuce. And then, you know, if you, you usually put a little bit of mayo on the top of the bun, just to kind of bring everything together. You put that on there and that's the proper way to make a burger. Now, you can take the, a hamburger with those exact same ingredients that I just told you, right. and you assemble it in a different way, and it will eat completely. So the reason why it stacks like that, he's like, the reason why you stack it like that is because when you bite into the burger first, you're getting, you're getting that, uh, that, that kind of like cool, uh, right. acidic freshness from the uh from the lettuce and the mustard and the if you eat into it now you're getting like that sweetness and that little bit of uh uh, uh bite from the onions right. and the creaminess of the cheese and then it all comes together and that's how it hits your palate okay oh okay, okay. so when so you're, the, you're, uh, you're breaking yeah, up just the, a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You certainly with the mic. Anyway, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Right. Is I'm, that good? I'm captivated. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely enthralled. Yeah, so anyways, and, and, and it kind of really goes the same way with, with building blends, with building tobacco uh, in it. If you reverse, if you're using two binders or using a base leaf and then a binder and, and you accidentally flip those two or mix them up, it'll completely change the blend. Interesting. Certain things need to be laid in such a way so that when they combust, the flavor and the aroma comes together. It's structure is what it's, it is. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, wow. I, 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 feel, I try to keep this about nothing, but I feel we might have changed some lives with, 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 with what we imparted. And I don't like hmm. it. I, I, right. I shy away from that. But no, I totally get it because putting uh, the way I look at it, and the the, uh, the diced onions sprinkled on top of the cheese, I got to try that. But the way yeah. I look at it, and it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be white onions. It's not a oh, yellow yeah, onion. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a yellow not, onion. It's not a red, red onion. Definitely not. It's red. a white. It's 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 a white onion. But the way I look at it when I assemble a burger is I have a plate. And I have a toasted buttery bun as well. But that bottom of that toasted buttery bun becomes my plate. And I put a salad on the plate. So I put most of the toppings other than the cheese. And if there's bacon involved, I put those on the top of the burger. But I build from the bottom up on my plate, which is a toasted buttery bun, a salad. And then I put the burger on top of it. And then right. if there's any accompanying bacon, I put it on top of that. But I really need to try those diced onions because I'm a, I'm a big onion fan. Yeah, the diced but onions into the cheese. They've got to melt into the cheese. Are they raw or are they grilled? Raw. The raw. Onions. Raw. 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 Try raw white onions. Grilled. But then you get a... You no, get no, a no, 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 no. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. You just got to use... Now, if you put a circle, if you put a disc of onion on the top, not the same. No, that's horrible. That that that's yeah. that's rookie. That's rookie. Right. You, you never use no. that kind of. You got to dice the onions and you got to put it on the top. So. Right. Right. 
But that's, okay, that's I'm, essentially, I'm that's, that's how I was taught. That's how I was shown. And then that's how it all came about, about, about taste, right? Because people taste things uh, and they taste them differently. Right. So uh, he I'm, found I'm so the hungry. way early on to make everybody realize that, that you're eating it wrong. Uh, most people eat things wrong. We just don't know right. it. Right. But it, there is a difference when I go out to eat than when I make my own burger at home. And I said how I make my burger at home. But when I go out to eat, that's when I enforce the plain and dry rule. I don't want lettuce, I don't want tomato, and I want it plain and dry because most people can't be trusted with sauces. And I, I like a plain dry hamburger when I go out. So here's, here's, what, here's, here's my opinion on that. Okay, so the sauces, for the most part, I would say are, are the least of your concerns because those sauces come in prepackaged, all right? A lot of those sauces you don't even have to refrigerate, right. whether it's your mustard, your, your ketchup, your whatever. Mayo is a, probably, but anyways, I, I mean, you, you can have, there, there are like mayo substitutes and mayo-ish things out there. Don't need to be. I, I, I mean, so the, the, the sauces are the least of your problems. What you need to look out for, and what everybody does, and I'm going to play into your, you know, your, your anxiety here, is you want to mm-hmm. stay away from the vegetables, man. The vegetables, I'm telling you. People are dropping like, people drop like flies. Okay, so like the, 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 the onions come in from a farm that was using uh, potable water or water that, that the, the, the fields were being irrigated with sewage water or whatever, just, just treated minimally. Now you've got all the these fields. E. coli's, right, and bacteria going on, right? No matter how you wash them, whatever, all it takes is one little bacteria, one little bug, right? Now you're screwed. Now kids are eating, now kids are eating a burger or whatever it is or, or eating a taco, and they eat one of those green onions, and now he's in the emergency room. Poor little Timmy. Or, or whatever it is. It's... It's, it's yeah, the biggest thing. I mean, it's not the meat. It's really not the meat. It's, it's the veg, dude. It's the veg, the look lettuce, at the, the, the salad. Look at the food the, Exactly. Yeah, the bag salads. I can't say Forget this enough. That. They're shitting in the fields, Dion. Yeah. They're yeah. shitting in the fields. They're not shitting on the cow. The butcher ain't taking a dump anywhere nearby. No, no, the cow is the but, cleanest person. Yeah, I mean... You, the, the, the USDA rules that you have to go, go through just to, to, to raise cattle and slaughter them, I mean, those places are like surgically, are, 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 like, are like surgeons' rooms. They're, they're super clean. Yeah. But uh, the vegetables, you know, and it's, this, this is the thing that, that, kind of, that kind of gets to me too, right? So we got this really great place uh, for, for veg, anything for veg. It's always fresh. It's, it's called Winco, right? And... <laughs> It, it, it's, uh, hey, I'm, uh, this is totally serious right here because when you go, the Latino culture, they're always shopping for fresh vegetables here. So, yes. here too. you know, la- the Latino culture, the Eastern Indian culture, they use a lot of vegetables in, 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 their, in their food. You want to go where they're shopping for vegetables because that's always going to be fresh. All Amen. those vegetables are going to be fresh, right? And, and so that's where, that's where your source is. So whenever we get vegetables, and plus they've got a great selection of everything uh, in, mm. in, in, in veg, at least at, at, our, at our shop or right, right, you know, right. our store. Winco, and Winco proper there, that's my, that's my place. 
right. speaking my language. Right. And I think they're owned by Costco too. So that's the other thing. So it's a good place to get beef too. It's uh, excellent but anyways, place to get beef. It's excellent. And, and it's funny out here because there's a, there's a separation in classes out here and the Winco is on the poor side of town, which is where mm-hmm. I reside. And people from the South Hills, the nice side of town, get their meat at Winco. And it's because, they always say it's because it apologetically. It's, it's inexpensive. Yeah. I know. And they always and it's good. And they always say it with the caveat of, yeah, I went to Winco, but, you know, you know they're, they're, they're meat. You, you know, it's not, it's not like I go shopping there for everything. I, uh, right. I, I'm wealthy. Right. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just, it's the meat. And they're right. No, it is. And they have decent meat. And they're meat. right. Mm. Yeah, I've gotten, and, I, you know, we you know, got the rib roast one year from, you know, from a snooty store. Mm. Not good. USDA Prime. It was terrible. Terrible. Paid yeah. through the nose for it. You, you go to uh, Winco, you get one that's got a little more fat, whatever it is. It was one of the best, one of the best prime rib roasts I've ever had in my entire life. And it was like half the price, you know, because yeah. it wasn't USDA Prime. But, uh, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry. Yeah. Oh, well, one thing I wanted to touch on, Theon, the vodcast. We still want people to smoke along with us. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to do, I don't know if we've made it public yet or not, but what we're going to do is we're going to tell you, or Dion is going to tell you, what we are going to be smoking on the next podcast, which is, again, at the end of the month, so you have plenty of time to go to your local brick and mortar, or if you're not near one, blah, 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 internet, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, you go and procure this stick, this cigar that we are going to say, so which one are we doing? Us. Which one? I can't remember. I picked it to you. I think you said Epernay. It was the Epernay. That's right. So we're going to smoke the Epernay. I call it the Epernay. Right. My absolute so, favorite of the Illusione portfolio is the Epernay. So if, you're, if, you're, if your local brick and mortar doesn't have them and you're, just, you're, you're, you're forced to go online, famous, famous Cigar has a ton of Epernay. Not a ton. But, I mean, they will put they together a five-pack for you. Right, they got you covered. They'll put together a five-pack for you. So you got a little bit of time if you want to uh, get a little five-pack and enjoy a cigar with us, and I could talk a little bit about it as well. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, I'll be smoking it, of course. We'll, uh, Dion and I will both be smoking it. I will let you know what it is you're tasting because you might not be able to trust your own palate. So if you're confused as to why exactly you're completely enjoying the Epernay, tune in with it, and I will let you know why in no uncertain terms because I have a highly trained palate. But, uh, yeah, so get the Epernay and get it quick. Get it definitely by the end of the month when we go into the recording sesh with it and smoke along with us, and it'll be fun. It'll be informative and it will be a positive experience. But um, I think that's it for this week, for this, for this that's show. That's it. That's yep. it. Get your, veg, get your fruit and veg at, at Winco. Don't go sponsored, to – Sponsored by Winco. Yeah. Right. Don't go to Whole Foods. It's the same stuff. It comes, you know, your apples, your avocados, whatever, your greens. Not apples, but your greens, they come from Mexico or whatever it is. Your avocado, yep. the avocado over at Whole Foods is a status uh, symbol. Yes. It's a $3 avocado. It's, mm. it's 68 cents over at uh, Winco. At, at the Winco. 
same and, avocado, they'll tell you it's not. And they sell it a lot more, and it's a lot right. fresh. There's a heavier rotation, yep. and you're going to have a much better avocado experience. And that's yeah, and, and you're not, you're, yeah, you're not buying a status symbol. You're, you're, you're buying an avocado. It's a, it's a goddamn avocado. Right. And that should be enough. That should be enough. So, again, thanks for listening, and you're welcome to the extra now regularly scheduled uh, podcast twice a month. Vodcast coming up. Get your Epernays, your Epernays. And uh, this has been another uh, Powered by Illusione Cigars Disillusione D program. And um, tell Winco that we speak quite highly of them, if I could ask, because I'm always looking for another sponsor. What's that? Right. I said they'll probably look at at you like you're growing two heads. I get that look a lot. It's in keeping with the enchanted nature of myself and the Mm. experience I impart upon other people, imaginary and um, also further imaginary. But uh, so, Dion, this is a show. I hope it, I hope the new systems that we have in place, the new hardware, the headphones, the microphones. Uh, I have about five pounds of cord in my lap, and that's not to be uh, taken as a sexual innuendo of any sort. But I have a lot of cord in my lap, so I hope it pays off. We'll and, see how it uh, works. We'll see how it works. It's a still a work in prog- progress, and organic work in progress is quite exciting, but also still about absolutely nothing. And uh, I'll talk to you in a bit later down the road. And gentlepersons, www.kaplowitz.xyz and illusionescigars.com and transmission.